Welcome to the ghost train. Tickets, please. Take your seat and enjoy the ride. All aboard! <laughs> Welcome on board the Ghost Train Podcast, the podcast that dives right into the creepy and freaky world of the paranormal. This week, I had the opportunity to sit down and interview the man behind the Beverly Street seance, James White. James and I talked about the overwhelming sensations that have caused numerous amounts of his guests to leave his seances in tears. The dark shadow figure that ran past him in the George Brown house. The cursed doll that he has brought into the home to amp up the paranormal activity. And his collection of Ouija boards. After our interview, James invited me into the haunted George Brown house in Toronto to take part in his famous seance. This was a truly terrifying experience and one that will forever be etched in my mind. Were we actually able to communicate with the spirits that reside in this mansion? Lots happened during this seance and I'll talk more about it after today's interview. But enough of me talking. Here we go. Next stop, the Beverly Street Seance. I don't know if you have your own paranormal experiences. I know that you're more of like a like you're on a medium. You're not you're like a train. Like I'm trained in this field, so I've like I've you know like a trained detective for a living. I teach at different universities. Right. It's more the science stuff, but the thing is with the sounds, how the sounds kind of got started was everything in Toronto or in Canada is just more the haunted houses. Yeah. You know, it's not scary. It's kind of like, you know, you go to a place and it's not no offense. It's like, it's cool and stuff, but it's like, you want something where people remember it for days where they can't sleep. And so I came up with the psychological aspect of creating a haunted house in your mind, in your head. Right. And so that's kind of how the sales kind of got started. And then it became like, everyone was talking about it. They talk about it for days. I get messages every day of people like, I haven't slept for three days or like, I'm sleeping with the light on or like, I had some girl yesterday who came back. She went to the, Black Creek seance last year and she came yesterday and she was like to me she told me what happened and she said last year after the seance I've never had sleep paralysis in my life and I got sleep paralysis no kidding yeah and she said like it was bad for three days and then I was fine and I was like do you think it's my seance and she's like yes so I suffer from sleep paralysis actually it's the worst thing ever I don't know have you ever experienced that thank god no no yeah you're lucky so I've only seen this I guess like everyone calls it the hag I've seen her once yeah but it is the scariest experience do you know how to get out of it fast so I, I didn't, I kind of trained myself to do it. And I, it was like the beginning of the internet kind of idea yeah. where you could Google things when I was trying to find this out. And that's how I found out about the hag. And I, so I Googled what to do and it was, a lot of religious stuff came up and I'm not a religious person. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> but, um, so it's like the scoundrels way to get out of something is you start praying to God because you're so scared. Right. So I was like, Lord Jesus Christ, please save me. Lord. And that was the only way that I found that I was able to get out of. I don't know if it's a thing that mentally what, relaxes you. So what it is, is basically you're focused on something. So if you have anxiety and stuff, when you start focusing your mind, you're fine. So the thing is what I tell people who have sleep paralysis, then I can cut their down, time down almost like a course. So say it takes them 10 minutes to get out of sleep paralysis, right. I can cut it down to two or three. Because what you do is you ignore everything around you. You just focus on your finger and just focus on trying to move your finger, your little finger. Right. Once that starts moving, you move the next finger and the next thing you know, everything comes back. 
That's so if you get that again, try that. I, I will. Think, I think yeah. it will speed it up even faster than this. And I, so I've actually not had it in a very long time. So now I'm kind of curious and I hope it doesn't but you don't want it. after. Like, it's the best thing ever. It's literally like a lot of it's ghost terrifying. sightings. Yeah, yeah, a lot of ghost sightings are actually sleep paralysis. Yeah. And it's like, you know you have it. And that's what's crazy. And you're seeing this thing and then you know your mind and everything's playing a trick on you. You can't do anything about so it. So is that what you think it is? It is a trick or do you think it is a spiritual? I think, I think sleep paralysis awareness. is actually a scientific thing. So I yeah. think it's your body basically your body basically goes to sleep. It gives you like the stuff to paralyze. Cause you, they, it paraly when you go to sleep, your body right. paralyzes so you don't run up, fall off your bed and stuff, yep. right? And so what happens, your body is all numb, but your mind's still there. Yeah. And so your mind hasn't shut off yet or went to bed yet. So the thing is you're awake and it's imagining, it's dreaming and you're seeing these things and you're it's just- like a hallucination. And you can't move. Right. Oh, it's, it's in, I can't describe how scary it is. Yeah, it's the worst thing ever and I'm so happy I've never experienced it. Yeah, you're very I, I hope I never do. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no kidding. So for people that I guess would come to a seance or even just start to think about coming to a seance, but they're a bit maybe overwhelmed or maybe they might be a bit frightened, what would you recommend for them to do? What is cool about the seance is basically half my, the reason why they're so big now is because skeptics come and believers come. And like I tell the audience, it's not, it doesn't really matter if you're a skeptic or believer. What this is, is this is about like a shared experience. Hopefully we remember for some time, just go into this with an open mind and give it a shot. Mm -hmm. and I guarantee you're going to accomplish something or do something you haven't accomplished before. So the thing is, I, I would go into this, not having this expectation that you're going to talk to your dead grandma and stuff. Cause I think some of that can be false hope and whatnot. Yeah. So I never focus on that aspect of it. I focus on the audience. If the audience feels weird in some area, we go in that direction. Right. So it's very unique cause it's your own experience, right? So every night is different because it's what you guys bring into it. So if everyone's quiet and doesn't do anything, the seance is obviously boring. Right. But if you guys are, into this and you go, oh, I felt something there and we did something there. I went to change the techniques of the seance and go in that direction. Makes sense. I want to actually ask you what a seance okay. is. Because I like some people may know the word, but some yeah. people may not actually know what that is. So a seance is the techniques that mediums and psychics use to try to communicate with the dead. Okay. So it's basically, you know, there's concepts, you know, simply as think of it like a pendulum mm -hmm. or a, a spirit board or a Ouija board or, you know, table wrapping, which is when everyone holds hands in the dark. It's probably the most common mm -hmm. seance technique that everyone thinks about because most people think seance is just people holding hands in the dark. Yeah. That's only one technique of many other techniques. Think okay. of like automatic writing, things right. like that. And so you're basically using all these techniques to try to conjure something up or make something happen. Yeah. And do you use all those techniques? It depends on the you, group. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I am trained and I do do all the techniques, but it depends on the group. So if the group and someone goes, oh, I had, you know, sleep paralysis, I might try something with you because your subconscious might take over the conscious. So we might say, okay, let's try this because that's what makes the night special. Right. It's because no. what you guys bring into it. What if, you know, what if you have some great, like what if that one seance that becomes that crazy seance yeah. where everyone talks about it for a, a year. And so it's one of those things is what you guys bring into it. So Absolutely. I like trying the new techniques and stuff. Cause I get bored too, cause I'm doing so many of these. Right? Mm -hmm. No, cause I was going to ask you, what's your most, the most enjoyable part of doing these seances for you? Is it just interacting with different people on a different night? I, th I think what it is, is basically there are conferences, something like the reactions, like I've never, I'm not exaggerating when I say one person cries every single seance, like no exaggeration on this at all. Really? And just to watch people break, like even last night, we had some lady go into one of the rooms and she's like, I can't handle this. She goes in the hall where we all met and she's just sitting there bawling her eyes out. Oh my God. And I'm just like sitting there like, oh, fuck, what the fuck? It's all good. Or like, oh, like, oh, what, like, what do I do? You know? Cause, yeah. and she's like, I just, it doesn't feel right in there. It doesn't feel right in there. And we had one night where I'm like, I, you know, my, background is essentially manipulating people in a weird way yeah and we had one night where we had a guy and he is basically kind of i don't know if he was knew what he was going to and he was kind of like a dick to the rest of the audience when they bring you up from sin and redemption he was kind of like doing little scares on them 
he wasn't he was just not respectful of the audience so right. when, I, when I met them all I like I told myself in my head I'm gonna pick on this guy and so what happens within 20 minutes he starts complaining that his stomach hurts he goes to the corner and just starts bawling his eyes out just bawling really? his eyes out and no one knows what's going on he's just crying his eyes out and had to leave and that was just me suggestion pushing it on him because he was pissing me off <laughs> so what like what kind of stuff did you say to him I was just saying you no know, it was just like using hypnotic techniques anchoring him anchoring him, anchoring him, anchoring him, anchoring, him, anchoring, him, anchoring him, and then boom Oh my god! I, I, okay, keep in mind, I don't do that. I don't do that unless we have a troublemaker. And the reason for that yeah. is you don't want to ruin that. If we have eighteen people in a seance and you have one person who's being a dick, it ruins that. It can ruin the atmosphere. So Absolutely. it's rare though because most people don't challenge my authority for some reason. Well, but, it's still saying that one bad apple spoils. And that's why you don't want that. People are paying seventy bucks to be here, right? And you want to give them the best experience you possibly can. If you have one person, it's kind of like, why did you pay seventy bucks to even come here? Yeah. If you're gonna try to ruin it, but maybe he didn't know what he was signing up for. True. But yeah. so that's happened. Like crying is almost a regular thing at the seances. Yeah, yeah. Good or bad, but mostly it's. I don't know what to say. Like it. Like <laughs> I was shocked when I started doing the seances many years ago. The amount of people were actually breaking and crying. Yeah. So you've been hosting these seances for. So this is my fourth year. Fourth four years. Yeah. Has there ever been a time that you personally have been a bit terrified of we, some of the things that you're conjuring up? Because well, this is a bit of a dangerous area, or can be if you're not doing be. it properly. So there's kind of two aspects of that. So the thing is, firstly, when I'm doing a seance, I'm only focused on all your safety. Because this house is actually known for a concept called unconscious fraud, which is essentially possessions. Is that right? Yeah. So we've had five or six people have weird things. Like even yesterday, some guy was just like, I shut the door. And then like, what? why did you shut the door? He's like, I don't know why I just shut the door. And it was just weird because he was such a skeptic. and he was just freaking out about that but it's basically wow. doing stuff without realizing you're doing it yeah and so this house so is being manipulated for, almost yeah so we had one person like there's a seat in the one of the main rooms and we've had four people now so i've done 50 or 60 seances here now we've had four people which doesn't seem like a lot but it's all the same seat and they're just always going like this rocking and then their friends would be like why are you rocking they're like i'm not rocking and, and, and it's just like a weird thing. And then they would message me after and be like, my friend's still weird, still weird, still weird. But after three or four days, they seem like he's back to normal. And I'm just like thinking in my head, did the sounds get to them? Or, what, what, yeah, what happened, you know? <laughs> so hopefully like when you guys come today, like stuff like that happens. It's hard to say, it depends on the crowd. Well, that's the whole thing. It's gonna be different every time. So we can't yeah. really predict what's no, going to happen tonight. No, 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 that's what makes it special, I think. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying is, so in that sense, I'm only focused on making sure everyone's safe because like you don't want anyone to be uncomfortable. You don't want anyone to get hurt. That's what I care more about. I've had times when no one was here where weird stuff has happened to me and I'm still on the fence. Like the first time we actually came to the house, I was with my team. So I have tour guides who bring right. you guys. And basically what happened was me and my tour guide were just talking. And I swear I saw this like shadow thing where I'm like, almost like a kid. And the thing is, I'm on the fence of this. I don't know if I believe it or not. Really? And I saw that and I kind of went... Like, did you see that? And he goes, no. And when he said no, the light turned off. I'm oh, serious. Yeah, I'm dead serious. And we just looked at each other in shock. Like, what just happened? Oh, man. And then what happens when my managers came like four hours later and she was complaining about a shadow kid thing running. She described exactly what I described earlier. And I'm just like. And you didn't talk to her about. No, 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 not at all. That's like, why it was weird. That's yeah. why it was really creepy. Oh, man. And then like, we've had like stuff like that. We've had doors shut on people. We've had, um, I brought a, a doll into the house. Cause anytime I do a seance, I bring cursed items into the house. And so basically this doll, every kid who's had it has talked to an imaginary friend named like Andy or Andrew or something like that. And so what happened is what's funny about it is I brought the doll. I brought 10 other dolls, just random dolls, not as cursed or anything. And I had my tour guides come in one at a time at different times. They didn't talk and all of them picked that doll. And really? they did not like the doll. They didn't want to see the doll. So you know what? Just I did? something about something. I'll that show doll. you the doll if you want later. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and then so everyone. So then, what I was like is, okay, I'm gonna put this doll in the house. You know, and then a lot of people have complained about the doll. They said the doll jumped at them, things like that. So, so where did you find this doll? So 
Is it yours or is no, it? How it works, it's not mine. How it kind of works is it's almost like you do a call around the world if anyone has cursed items or items they want me to put in the sounds. And really? they store and they send it to me. So like I have a collection of 107 Ouija boards, for example, oh from God. around the world. Like the, But you consider yourself a skeptic? I'm a skeptic. I'm not a skeptic. I'm, I'm in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. So do you want to believe or do you want to prove it? It's wrong? almost like, it's almost like, you know, have you seen the X-Files and you know how Mulder's always like, I want to believe and he always misses it. That's how I feel a lot of times. Okay. Where like, cause we have like, do you want me to share some of the sounds experiences? Sure. Absolutely. If you feel comfortable doing so that. like, like some of the more emotional ones. So we had one night where basically some lady was talking about her father passing at the hospital. When she was at the hospital, her father passed and she was basically like, Proof that you're here. I need to sign. I really need to know that you're here. And what happened is a white feather apparently fell on her shoulder. Ooh. She thought that was a sign from her dad. So okay. basically she put it in a book and eventually disappeared or whatever. So she's telling the story and everyone's getting emotional and whatever. And then I'm not kidding you. Later on in the night at her feet, there was a white feather and everyone just lost it. And it's insane. And so like the, the you know, the believer side would believe that. But the skeptic side of me would be like, you know, there's sometimes kids here during the day. What if they're doing arts and crafts and there's a feather there and we didn't notice it? Right. So okay. you see how I'm going both ways? Of course. Well, you don't want to just be yeah. going down one. Yeah. You want to. You want to be able to, to be able to know what's going on. And I think that's why the seances do well is because I am skeptical as well. I don't just go, everything is paranormal. If we hear a knock, it's not, and not everything is paranormal. It could just be yeah. an old house. Old pipe or something old like pipe. that. Yeah. Like we had no, a weird thing happen earlier today. Um, Cause city TV, uh, they were here earlier today. And what happens is the producer broke. And like, so we we're walking around the house and she's just like, something's wrong in this room. Something's wrong. I feel sick. I can't do this. And she leaves and cut this on camera. And then when, when I'm asking her what happened, like, what do you feel? She's like, I went to Black Creek last year and I was scared. This is 10 times worse. And then right away we heard like that scratch, not like knock oh. and all, and we caught it on camera. Like we caught the sound and everything. So that goes on at 630. So that's kind oh of, oh my God. But the fact that actually happened to her is kind of, you know, a lot of people don't like this house. No, it it has a very creepy vibe when you walk in. And it's right? beautiful. It's perfect for a sound. Oh my god! Yeah, so yeah. elegant, so majestic. George Brown's like such a when you look up what he's accomplished in his life, it's so heroic. To be yeah. honest, like he's such a good guy. So, I'm I'm just trying to find it hard to believe that you're a skeptic and you saw the shadow. But I have to. I have to be. Like, what would you call? What would you think that is? Just like your uh, eyes playing tricks. That's what you? I thought. But the thing is, sometimes they also say with the paranormal, with anything, if you don't. If it hit you right in the face, some people don't believe it. And so me, I'm kind of like, I just got to, maybe it's just a subtle subconscious thing where I need to stay sane for what I do. Yeah, yeah. And I just don't want to believe it or don't have to believe it. Because I've had so many weird things. And you can even, like, you read the reviews. Some oh, of these, yeah. what these people are saying. People are terrified after. <laughs> <laughs> like, most terrifying experience I've yeah. ever had, but it was amazing. Yeah, so it's, it's like a, such a rush of adrenaline that people yeah. just love it. Because we had another night where basically there's some lady, and I didn't know much about her. She was like, not, not that old. She was like probably 25. And then there was someone else who was kind of like a skeptic. And so what happened is the skeptic first went upstairs and I gave her a pad and just said, let your hand go. Don't think about it and just write something. So they wrote something. They didn't realize what they were writing. They just wrote something and they held it like this. Mm -hmm. Then the other person went up and I said, like, is there anything weird in the room? And she starts crying. And I'm like, why, why are you crying? Like, I, I was like, oh no, what did I do wrong? Why are you crying? And she said, basically, she felt really negative in that room. Her father just passed away and she feels like her father is protecting her. Wow. Then I said, like, to the other person, like, what did you write or what did you call it? She's like, I don't even know. Can we look? And it said, like, something like Mr. Cuddles. And then the other girl who was crying originally just starts bursting out crying, like crazy crying. And I'm like, what happened? And she said, her father passed away. And the last thing uh, he gave her was a bear named Mr. Cuddles. Oh, how do you explain that? I can't. How do you explain that? <laughs> and me sitting there as a skeptic go, how? Yeah. Because they could have wrote anything. They don't know each other. That person doing it didn't even know there was writing. It was scribbles. And it said Mr. Cuddles. And then we said, it says Mr. Cuddles. And the girl's reaction. 
Oh, yeah. Break and so down. she's going to truly believe. I don't know if it was her father. I'm not saying it was or not, but she's going to believe that was what it was. Yeah. I'm not going to take that from her. No kidding. And so one of the other things we were talking about how dangerous seances can be. Have you ever had like something come through that is very negative and hurting all the time? Yeah. So what I mean by that is we do every we do every ritual as you can call it to be as safe as we can. But like for example, a few nights ago they kept saying they they seen like this raccoon shaped thing at the top of the the top of the door, like a raccoon. And how they described it was kind of like Zozo. And you guys the Ouija Zozo, board, the Ouija board, the most worst demon with the Ouija yeah. board. So they're kind of describing like a Zozo kind of thing. And I'm thinking, is a Zozo? So then we were trying to go back because we never talked to Zozo. As you, like you know Zozo. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He's basically or it. It. Yeah. Is this entity is the entity that would haunt Ouija boards and yeah. come through and is just very negative and no. But the thing is, and when you see pictures of it, it kind of looks like this raccoon thing. Oh, what a, yeah, yeah. What it looks like, yeah. No, absolutely. And yeah. so I was like, is it Zozo? And no one knew who Zozo was. And I was just like, are we doing with Zozo? So we did the, you know, we closed the door or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. So at least you try and protect them. We tried and, and we give them like, you know, we give them these spiritual things. We also sell them spiritual kits if they want. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> it sounds pretty well, actually. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Right. Well, you want to be but safe. But we do everything we can. And the thing is they got to remember, like they're going into this with an open mind. They're giving us a shot. Yeah. Um, I, we've had, like I said, we've had people have a lot of issues, but they're not like issues that last forever. Right. I've never had anything last too long. Mm-hmm. And when, when people describe who you are, yeah, I've heard them describe you as like a witch. Yeah. I think some and what do you think of that when someone calls you? It's a compliment. Like a warlock or a witch. It's, it's, or, it's funny, I guess. Yeah. It's a compliment because like the thing is that anyone can do what I do. They just need to do it for 25 years. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, yeah. You got to be very committed to it yeah. and want to be in that kind of business, right? Yeah, because this has always been my whole career. Like, I'm a mentalist or a mind reader since I was a kid. So, I've never had another job other than this. And what kind of drove you to get yeah. into that field? It was actually the movie It, because it's a group of people working together to accomplish something. Mm. They're all scared and they accomplish something. And that's kind of what I base the seances off. Right. And when you're picking your locations, we had kind of talked about yeah. that earlier. What's so special about the George Brown house? So the reason why I wanted the George Brown house was firstly, it's very haunted. Yeah. It's been on many ghost shows and whatnot, Mm -hmm. but also it's not open to the public. So no one can just come in. So I thought that was just something cool about going to a spot that you can't come visit or anything. Yeah. And you know, you get to see the whole house when we do the seance and whatnot, which is pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Like, well, we've been kind of talking about how beautiful it is in here. It's insane. Um, What about some of the other locations that you've been at? Like Black Creek Pioneer Village. What was the kind of connection there? So the Black Creek seance was at the halfway house. The halfway house was a hotel. And basically what happened was the wife, possibly her name was Anne or Anna. She kind of, the husband disappeared and they don't know if it's her. And then she disappeared and it could have been suicide. And it kind of just made it so that everyone talks about the lady in blue. And they believe it's her because they believe also that her husband was possibly cheated on her. So she's waiting for him, even though she might've killed him, stuff like that. It's really mm-hmm. iffy. And that's kind of what the seance is like. That's what happened there. Right. It's kind of what the seance was built off. Okay. And when you're here at the George Brown yeah. house, have you been getting reoccurring ghosts or entities coming through or is it always different? Like it's, I know that sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to say. It's, yeah. And what I mean by that, it's, well, ruin the seance or anything. It's mm-hmm. very hard to say because it's the audience. Because, like I said, I'm not going to pick who we focus on. It's you guys are going to pick who you think you should focus on what's happening or what you guys think. Right. So it's hard to say. Oh my God. It's so creepy. Yeah, you're about to do the seance. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting 
pretty excited about it now that you're talking and it's coming. a it's a cool experience you just got to go into an open mind it's yeah. all i ask like yeah. just enjoy the moment absolutely so just as we wind down here do you want to just tell everyone where they can find some of your information about the seance and other things that you're uh, maybe coming to do in the near future yeah so you can go to my website jameswhite.com that is j with a j-a-y-m-e-s-w-h-i-t-e uh, the seance is called the beverly street seance it runs to november 30th all my seances have sold out, so I'm pretty confident this will. So I would advise getting tickets because the thing with my seances, we change locations every year, so we don't come back here. Mm. So the thing is, if you want to actually explore this house and stuff, I would advise getting tickets because so many people regret it once we go on. They're like, are you doing it there? And again, I'm like, no, because we change every year. Yeah, and I did a contest on Instagram for it, and it was just wild. Was it wild? Yeah, like everyone was just wanting to get these tickets to come because they were just... Uh, really excited about it. So. Yeah, maybe it's because they want to spend time with you. Oh, I think it's both of us. Yeah. This is a once in a lifetime we'll experience. Take a with them after. Yeah. <laughs> no, that'll be really cool. I just want to thank you for sitting yeah. down and talking with me today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks really, for really nice to you time. And uh, for having us in this beautiful this house. beautiful house, yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, thanks yeah. for coming. Hey. Cheers, man. Now that's all for the interview portion of today's show. I want to thank James White for being such an amazing guest on the Ghost Train podcast. And I also want to thank him for taking care of me during the seance. Now what I mean by that is I kind of had some situations happen to myself and I had kind of hinted at this at the beginning of the podcast. When I first arrived at the George Brown house, I was feeling a little bit off and a little bit weird. But I thought, well, maybe I'm just excited and I'm, I'm ready for the seance to, to really go down and happen. I'd never taken part in a seance in my life. And I, to be honest, I didn't really know too much about a seance before I met James. I did do a little bit of research before the interview. Obviously, you want to be prepared and know what you're talking about when you're actually talking to a professional person that is known to be conducting these seances. So I wouldn't call myself someone that is super knowledgeable about this topic so maybe i was a bit nervous going in maybe i was just anxious and excited but as i walked in the house that's when it really hit me i felt like my my chest was and heart was starting to pound a little bit as we sat down in the circle with the group that had come in that's when my heart really started to race i don't know why but i could feel my heart just starting to really start to pound and jump felt like it was going to burst out of my chest, like a panic attack kind of would feel like. I've had one of those before, so it wasn't a new feeling to me, but it was still something that is not comfortable and you don't like it. So I was kind of waiting for James to finish up his bit of a spiel that he does to, to warn people and, and tell them what he expects of them. And when he was done that, he said... If you are feeling anything or experience anything, please raise your hand. Let me know because we are going to probably end up shifting things over and kind of focusing in on what's going on with you. So I immediately raised my hand and I said, my chest is feeling like it's going to explode right now. Like I'm having really, really bad anxiety and I don't know why. I, I love this stuff. I really want to be involved in it. And he just said, okay, well, it seems like something might be trying to channel through you or show something through you. So we might have to focus a little bit of tonight on what's going on with you right now. Are you okay with that? And I said, yeah, I'm 100% fine with that. So we went on and 
we left that room actually and we walked out of the room to kind of clear myself of whatever was going on and we walked around the the entire mansion he takes you on a bit of a tour and sat me down and I don't know what was going on. I don't want to, and again, I don't want to ruin anything for James and I don't want to ruin anything for the listeners out there that might end up going to the seance in the future. But the things that I was able to do and say didn't make any sense. I was telling him and the other people that were there and I was not in on this with him at all. Some people might think that I 100% can tell you I was not a planted person in this and I had nothing like that. I would never do anything like that. I want this to be authentic and, and as real of an experience as you can have. So I would never do that. Even if I was asked to, I would say no. I'm telling you that right now in confidence. But he was asking me certain questions and I was answering them and I was able to answer them pretty closely and pretty correctly to different birthdays, different uh, um, events that had happened in this home that I shouldn't have known about and I didn't know about. So I don't know how I was able to do that and I don't know if something was channeling through me during this time or if, if James was using some of his hypnosis abilities or what was going on, but I was definitely, something was going on. And at one point there was a loud bang out in the hallway of the one room that we were in and I immediately ran out into the hallway and I looked one way and it was like a dark shadow hit me like it just went rushed me and it went through me and gave me chills and I didn't know what happened and I looked around and there was nothing there but it was like a gust of wind just went by me I I felt like my face blow and I felt my hair move. I don't know exactly what happened. And it was since I was the only one that ran out because no one else had the guts or even were able to move. They were so scared and terrified that I was the only one out there. I was the only one that experienced this. James came running out afterwards and asked me what happened. And I said, something just rushed me and hit me and went through me, it felt like. And he, he immediately again brought me back into the room and sat me down. And then they were also using some other techniques. And again, I'm not trying to ruin anything for you, but I would highly recommend that you go check this event out. It was insanely terrifying and really scary and a lot of fun at the same time. So if you're looking for a great date idea, I would recommend this. If you're looking for just a great fun experience with friends and family, awesome time. You are not going to regret this. Now I had a blast and I want to say congratulations to Moart and a woman for winning the Ghost Train Podcast Beverly Street Seance Contest because she got to come hang out with me during this and she can vouch for me that I was actually terrified. She brought along one of her good friends and her brother and the four of us were all terrified. I believe her brother actually bought one of the kits that uh, James was talking about, one of the protective kits that you can get from him with all the salts and, and different essential oils and things like that because he was a little bit shaken up by the end of this whole event. So I'm hoping that you use that because you probably needed it because when that thing fell behind you and kind of grabbed you, I was a little worried about you as well. So 
That being said, make sure you go check this event out. It's running right now in Toronto. Make sure you get your tickets now because this event has been selling out constantly and you do not want to miss this until the next train gets in the station. Good luck sleeping tonight. <laughs>